Supportive Africa listeners, welcome back to another exciting news update. I am, it's your girl, Oyin Kosala Adirli, and I am here with my brother and co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would like to introduce myself very much. My name is Akande Adirli, and we have three great stories for you guys here today. Yes, yes, that, that is my name. <laughs> we have three stories for you, you today. Um, one on another milestone for gender progress in Africa. Um, Hero has emerged in our war against desertification. And we are finding ways to collaborate to solve some of our biggest issues around water. Pod Save Africa. Welcome to Pod Save Africa. Welcome to Pod Save Africa. Starting with our first story, Michael, would you like to take us down? Yes, our first story comes from um, the Horn of Africa, um, from a country known as Tanzania, which is on the east eastern part of Africa. Um, Tanzania recently swore in its first female president. Her name is Samia Suluhu Hassan, and she was sworn in after the untimely death of um, Tanzania's ex and lead president John Mugufuli. Um, the the exact reason for his death death is not known, but it's it's um, the the rumors are that he may have been of COVID. Um, she will be taking over the lead president and be leading his term up until 2025. Uh, he died only five months after winning his second term. Um, of the most recent elections that were held in Tanzania. So it's it's very exciting news because Africa as a continent hasn't had many female um, presidents. I believe there, there are about 10 um, that are recorded over time. And um, so and there have been female presidents in countries such as Ethiopia, um, such as Burundi, uh, South Africa, um, Liberia, Gabon, Mauritius, um, Malawi. Uh, most of those presidents, however, have been acting presidents. Um, and so they, you know, overall, there haven't been that many female presidents. So this is one thing to celebrate. Um, so she will be ruling the country of Tanzania until 2025. And um, she's, she's already, uh, she announced 14 days of mourning after the untimely death of the late president. And she's already begun to um, make progress in her term as president. Uh, Kelly, do you have any comments on this? Sure, absolutely. I think it's important to also try and provide some context around kind of her rise to power. Um, one thing to notice that she currently is the only female national leader um, compared to the Ethiopian president, who's, who's also a woman, but that's considered mostly in a ceremonial role since there's a yeah. And um, she she's joining, she's coming in as the president of the country and the leader of our party uh, at this point in time, which has been in power almost since its uh, independence. Um, the thing that makes people, a lot of people hopeful about her is that she's not from the Zanian uh, mainland, she's from Zanzibar, which is not part of the, the mainland. And she um, 
in in the time when she was working Zanzibar as a minister of labor gender and gender development in in Zanzibar she overturned a ban on young mothers returning to school after giving birth she did a lot of progressive um 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 things in the country that give a lot of people a lot of liberal and tanzanians a hope that she's going to be a different kind of president and going to take the country in the, in the right direction so um in addition to us being very excited about you know gender increased gender parity in leadership and um, we are also quite excited as well that she hopefully is thinking in the right direction and things move in, in the right direction but yes this is this is certainly good news Hey listeners, taking a short break to introduce this new app called the Revit app. If you are a person in the creative industry, perhaps you're a musician, a podcaster, a blogger, or any other type of creative artist, you've probably sometimes struggled to engage or connect with your audience a bit more. And that's what Revit app is looking to solve. It is a new platform that would enable you as artists to build relationship with your band fan base and also to continue transactions and gain both monetary value and loyalty value through exclusive content, merch and experiences. Your fans will be treated to sleek experiences for accessing your exclusive content and will be able to support you through purchases or donations. It would the app would also enable you to maintaining community score, representing your total level of engagement with your fans and allow um, your fans to be rewarded for their long-term loyalty to you as well. It's also a way for you to show individuality outside of the art that you you produce to your fans and so that it helps to build a long-lasting um, connection. You can check out this new app at rivetapp.co. Again, that's R-I-V-E-T-A-P-P dot C-O, um, where you can sign up and begin to connect with your fans that way. Again, it's the Rivet app, R-I-V-E-T-A-P-P dot C-O. On to our next story. We're going to be telling you the story of a hero who's fighting against the, the scourge of desertification in Africa. Um, his name is Yakuba Sawadogo, um, a Burkina Faso farmer who is about 70, 70, year, 70 years old, who has developed a technique of planting um, um, seeds and things of that nature that allows them to be quite um, resistant to drought, to desertification and things of that nature. In fact, for his efforts, he recently he won the United Environment Program um, um, uh, uh, laureate this year um, for his great work in, in using a technique called Zai. What it basically is, is that they dig um, a specific types of holes with, with a certain composition of, of stones and things like that in each bed with some organic material to help um, crops grow even in the most arid regions of the world. So he's been doing that in in, in, in north of northern part of Burkina Faso, that Canada belt of the Sahara Desert, and has had a lot of success. And his farming um, techniques have gotten a boost across the entire um, Burkina Faso over the over the past couple of decades since 1980, when you know Thomas Sankara, you know, embraced the progress. Um, he says now that you know almost 95% of, of farmers in his region are proponents of this this great technique, and he's been you know duly recognized for it with a Champions of the Earth Award for Inspiration and Action. Um, he's known locally as the man who stopped the desert um, because of his, his farming technique. 
and quite quite literally stopping the desert um and and his his uh, his his technique now which is now about four decades old is used used by farmers across a 6,000 kilometer stretch of Africa. Um, this is exciting news for me um, and, and, and great to given a lot of the conversations we've had on this podcast regarding desertification and the threats it has to not just African food suppliers, but also even the, the political systems as we've seen in many countries. Um, Oikon, do you want to lean in with some thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's a very exciting news, especially as we know, one of the many impacts on um, global warming on the African continent is that the desert is getting bigger. The Sahara region has literally doubled um, in size um, over the years. And so it, not, only, not only is the threat of famine very present, it's becoming more real. Um, and you can see that in the way uh, food item prices are spiking. But with this technique, it shall no longer, hopefully it shall help to limit the damage of the desertification and people shall not suffer from famine as much as they are right now. Um, so again, it's very exciting news. Um, there is a movie based on him. It's called The Man Who Stopped the Desert. It came out in 2010. So I would encourage all of our listeners, if you would like to, to see that movie and learn more about uh, this farmer's story. Now on to our, our third story. We'd like to share a little bit about the story we've covered a few times in the past. Um, we're going back to Blue Now Dam with our friends in, in East Africa. Um, if Just for additional context prior to digging into the story, um, over the past decade or so, um, the, the Ethiopia has been in collaboration with a few other countries and entities has been building a, dry, a, a dam on the Blue Nile, which is a tributary of the great you know, Nile River that we're all familiar with. Um, if you all put that out runs northern and building a dam, of course, you know, concerns of people who are watching street of, of a dam, which is Egypt and Sudan. So as you would imagine, this has been extremely contentious for many years up to the point where you know armed intervention was threatened by different parties in the in the area and many different you know individuals and and you know, countries over the years have tried to mediate one form or the other while the put down was being built. However, um, they finally you know circled back again to the table, hopefully for what is is the conclusive time and things get resolved. And the and the um, African Union is taking is taking the lead this point in time and, and really hosting these negotiations in in Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of Congo. The hope here is that they can discuss over this you know grand um, Ethiopian Renaissance Dam and and you know resolve the issues um, permanently. And I, I believe that the two main issues at this point in time is really the speed at which they will um, they will uh, release the water from the dam or, or you know con- you know constrain the dam's flow for people downstream. Um, and also the method of resolving conflicts in the future. As, as you'd imagine, those two things in themselves are, are contentious, um, but um, this definitely does bode good signs because one of the first times that um, the African countries within themselves are really focusing on resolving these issues internally and, and hopefully um, some kind of resolution can come to. It's been quite a while since they've been able to you know, take a sit back and, and actually have negotiations around this highly contentious issue and we're hopeful for the best. And of course, we are sub Save Africa will keep you updated to what um, evolves from this story. Michael, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see that the conversation has resumed despite the different things that are going on in uh, the, the individual countries, such as the ongoing unrest in Ethiopia. Um, 
we hope that the conversation leads to something fruitful between the three countries, as well as to across the entire African continent. Yes, yes. And, and the final note on that is that, you know, the two countries, the two major countries here, Egypt and Ethiopia, have very good business to the Benita Association. Ethiopia is building this dam that will more than double its, you know, production capacity of electricity, um, which, you know, is transformative for a country that's growing and trying to make it into the developed class of countries. On Egypt's side, as you'd imagine, you know, this is a, a country of 100 million people, the largest Arab nation in the world. Uh, the Nile is not just a part of its culture, but quite literally um, the means, uh, the need, the, the route of almost all of its, its water needs, um, you know, quickly filling the dam, which is a concern, um, could, could potentially, you know, reduce the reverse flow, which will have, you know, effects on the agriculture and different sectors there. So. Um, it's contentious as many issues are, but hopefully there can be a discussion had and, and resolution can be brought to bear with the African Union countries, you know, in the region that can say, okay, we're going to step in and help resolve things if things evolve in the future. To me, I think it's the pathway forward for African countries with resolving issues and it's nice to see it finally been taken. So our takeaways for today are that perhaps maybe, just maybe that we are in many ways the own solutions to our problems. From individual he- heroes like Akuba Sao, the Akuba Sawadogo, um, who focused on, on resolving an issue that, he's, that was threatening his community and threatening the people like him and farmers like him, and has created pretty much a model for us to combat and finally perhaps defeat climate change or the effects of desertification in, 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 in uh, sub Saharan Africa and Northern Africa. Um, to you know, more national interests and, and the African Union to step in and saying, hey, you know, we have two parties on opposing sides of other issues. How about we negotiate and choose to resolve this? Um, if you are familiar with African history, you've seen that the latter has been an effective way and the former have been effective ways for us to see significant progress in our communities. And I'm extremely excited about what comes out of, of that, how people extrapolate farming techniques of Zai from Mr. Sawadogo and how, you know, the, 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 um, Grand Renaissance Dam's issues are, are finally resolved. Um, Oinkong, would you like to share our plantain chip for today? Yes, Akere, I would. Our plantain chip of the day, when we've probably already dropped some hints throughout this episode, uh, but our plantain chip of the day is that the Sahara is the largest hot desert in the world, um, and it is bigger than the continent of Australia. So you can only imagine how big it is but in case you can't it is actually 3.552 million um, square miles uh, as of currently as we've mentioned the sahara itself is expanding more and more um and so we don't (laughs) can only you can only envision what it would how big it would be next year or in 10 years um and so that's our chip of the day uh, the word sahara itself actually has arabic roots in the word desert um and so it's staying as true to its thing in being hot and barren yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic fantastic well thank you listeners for listening in this week we look forward to hearing your feedback on this episode and we look forward to interacting with you in the future Thank you again and have a fantastic rest of your week. Bye.